Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's No Houlihan. Thank you so much for joining me. And before we get to our fantastic double guest episode with Nameless Comedy and Ryan Cryptic, I gotta tell you about our upcoming shows. First off, thank you to Otacon. We had a fantastic time in Baltimore, Maryland. But now it's time for us to head up north for Inconceivable. Yes, we return to Inconceivable at the Sheraton Hotel and Conference Center in Northampton, Massachusetts on August 28th through the 30th. So please come out to that and get all your information at in-con-ceivable.com. Also, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Please click the link below and shop as normal to support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Also, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast was recorded live at RyuCon. So big thank you to RyuCon for having us. And just so you know, there's a lot of mic sharing, so the audio is going to go up and down a bit. Sorry about that. I tried to fix it as much as I could. But I thought I'd let you know so you don't feel like you're going crazy. And now, without any further ado, take it away, Kirby Crackle. We're on the road, we're going home, to the place where wild nerds roam, with pretty girls and dudes and kids, going to cons is our escape. It's like Mecca for Geeks in a star-filled sky, where you can meet all your heroes and none of them Who's ready for a podcast? Yeah, that's right. That is 10 in the morning on a Sunday ready for a podcast. (laughs) This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast coming to you live from Ryukon. It stands for dragon. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan. I am joined unusually by the other half of Plus Two Comedy, Mr. Vegas Lancaster. How are you doing, Vegas? What up, what up? I'm tired. (laughs) <laughs> the, the the high energy intro really confused that statement. It's okay. I I was just informed that my Buffalo Tim Hortons latte is made with coffee and not espresso. Yes, making it a late. <laughs> Thank you. That's going to be our time. Though. So this is this is a, a first here. Uh, this is a double guest episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Never attempted. Probably for really good reasons, but we will see what happens here. Please give it up for both of our guests, which is actually four people. Um, this is a really confusing intro. Please give it up for Nameless Comedy and Brian Bradley. I'm clapping for us. So I'm going to let you guys do your own personal introduction since there's so many of you. So please let us know who you are and what you do. Sure, I'm Connor. I'm a producer of Nameless Comedy. Did I, did I go into the mic? Y- yes, yeah, yes, okay. it did. All right, and uh, you know, just wanted to say it's nice to be hanging out with Plus Two. A lot of you guys don't know this, but they are comedians and great pastry chefs as well. Yes, yes, we've provided all the snacks that you've had here at at uh, Ryukon, which I don't think any of you guys had because <laughs> I don't remember seeing any of you guys at the social. So, they but they were the delicious, and we slaved over them. That's true. <laughs> all right, continue it down the line. I'm Brandon Abbott. I am a lowly performer for Nameless Improv Comedy. You know, writer, actor, comedian. So I don't make money, ever. Excellent, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Continuing down the line. Uh, 
I'm his brother, which is like not important. Bronson <laughs> Abbott. Uh, I am also a performer. Okay, I was afraid you're just like I'm just related, and that's why I'm, I'm here. No, no, no. I I hold together his sanity and try to hold together mine. It's kind of a unique situation. I'm also tech support for apparently everywhere I go, so it's all good. But <laughs> excellent. Before we move on to our other guests, Nameless Comedy is another nerd-specific comedy group like Plus Two. Uh, Where are you guys based out of? Jamestown, New York. That's right, the birthplace of Lucille Ball. The same place that had some big argument about how ugly the one statue of her was. (laughs) That's a good good argument to have, I guess. That's seen on HuffPost. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also a contributor contributor to Grasley Den Gaming Channel. I'm sorry. All right, all right. We'll get we'll get back to that because I'm not sure what that is. And our final guest, please. Uh, my name is Ryan Bradley. Um, of uh, Ryan Cryptic Cosplay. Um, I was brought on pretty much as a booth babe, so I'm like the, uh, you know, the the looks, I guess. Of <laughs> <laughs> you were brought on as a booth babe. Basically, I mean, nice. Uh, no, I'm like an entertainer here. I was doing a lot of uh, cosplay panels and, uh, you know how to make things, props, and sewing, and uh, did the Iron Cosplay Challenge, which was surprisingly a disgusting mess, but it was fun. Oh, excellent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's been great. Excellent. Now, before we get into uh, the individual interviews, we started a new segment on episode 100. This is the icebreaker question. This is a random question oh, left by one of our past guests. <laughs> so it could be anything. Reach it into the box. In anticipation. Uh Reggie Boo Boo Shea asks, uh, she is a, a freak show performer, uh, what do you dry off first when getting out of the shower? <laughs> we'll go down the line. Uh, Ryan, what do you dry off first when you get out of the shower? Actually, that would be my hair. Like, my the whole head and hair, get all that nice and dry first, and then, uh, you know, I get down to uh, the unspeakables. <laughs> Shoulders. Okay. <laughs> as a as a short haired booth babe, do you still use conditioner or do you use men's shampoo and conditioner mixed together? Uh men's shampoo and conditioner mixed together. Lame. Uh, boo. <laughs> Slumming it. Take your art more seriously. <laughs> it's, it's have respect have for yourself. Hair. It's the longer hair you got. It's take called care wigs. Of. This is an anime convention. Yeah, that's true. There are a lot of wigs. <laughs> that's true. He, he shampoos and conditions those separately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't do that in the shower. What do you guys dry off first? Well, see, what I dry off first is the towel. I actually get out of the shower wet, <laughs> go and dry off the towel. That is still wet from the last then shower. I, then I wipe up the floor with the towel. Oh, this is this and is. By a... this point, I'm dry. <laughs> These the, you make poor life choices, sir. <laughs> I'm a comedian. It sort of goes with the territory. That is true. You also chose to be a comedian, and I know that's a poor life choice. I have a bachelor's choice. degree in art. You want to go down the list of poor life choices <laughs> I made? His bathroom is extremely mildewy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, have, I got an English d- degree with a minor in philosophy. I'm doing nothing. <laughs> English and history, brother. Woo! <laughs> and what do you dry off first with your diploma? Me. My <laughs> tears. <laughs> Just one giant towel that takes it all out? I, I, I dry off first my face and then work my way down. I do not try even try to dry off my hair. That is always way too much water for a towel to handle. Yeah, okay, yeah. For those who can't see me, which is everyone listening... I have hair yes. basically down to my butt. <laughs> I'm imagining someone at home listening to this going, he's right, I can't see him. That's a good point. <laughs> well, there are, there's that 
one person who can, who's psychic, who's going, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Oh, I see it. And then there's another person like, imagining a man wiping a towel down beneath the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no, please, I'm done with this podcast. And now there's so many more since you painted it for them. <laughs> the imagery. What about you, Connor? What do you dry off first? Uh, I, I dry off all the kittens that jump in the shower while I'm in there. That's efficient. <laughs> what, what kittens do you have that like water? <laughs> Very impressive, intelligent kittens. <laughs> yeah. Sea kittens. Sea kittens? Have <laughs> you ever seen a cat, like, at the end of a bath, you take a shower, and then, like, they are the first things that, like, jump inside and start licking all the bath water because they're disgusting animals like that? Yes, yes, they are. Yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> An animal so curious about the bathroom, yet so frightened of water. <laughs> all right, so that is our icebreaker question. Now we can get into the interview segment here. Uh, so let, let's start with Ryan down at the end. Uh, don't she? <laughs> You're going to oh, talk no. about yourself. This, was, this is the easy part. Oh, no. What's up? <laughs> You're a booth, babe. You should be used to this. I know. So I, I got to ask, were you bullied by, by uh, geek girls that were like, You're not a real geek uh, <laughs> as a booth, babe? Not really. Yeah, did, did they try to quiz you and such? Uh, no, not really. They just kind of do the whole fandom kind of thing. Like, oh, I really enjoy your cosplay and stuff. Because like, most of the things... Um, <laughs> Women are so much nicer than men. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they are. We are terrible, guys. To be fair, I've gotten those questions where I don't know the answer, and then people are completely like, "Oh, you don't, you don't actually watch anime." I do. I just don't remember names. Yeah, we we welcome that at our show. We end our show with a Q and A, and it is always the most terrifying part of our show because one of these days we're going to get the question that we have no clue on, and then all of our street cred is gone. That's what nerd cred is called, right? Street cred. Yeah, sure. We'll I'm go on with the that. streets. We'll go yeah, with that. Okay. Yeah. But um, I, I have had uh, you know things that my uh, my friends they do um, a anime gaming shop uh, here as well, and uh, I helped run it a couple times in like other conventions like in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, what was the other one? That was at UBCon as well. And uh, I've had people ask me, "Hey, I need like this figure over here." I'm like, "Who?" Like, and then they keep pointing, and then they give me the face. They're like, "I don't know what I'm talking about." And so, like, now I feel like, you know, <laughs> all right, well, I'm sorry, I'm total weeb trash. And I don't <laughs> understand your fandom. But. What is the face? Well, no, v- audibly. Oh. oh, so audibly. So, like, they, they tilt their head at a at a uh, seventy degree angle, and then give you a blank stare with like an expressionless, like, uh, straight lipped face. So, uh, got you. Just, you know, that was a really good description of the face you made five <laughs> seconds ago. Lots you of got, angles you're, you're and stuff. The soulless eyes filled with burning hate. Yeah, yes, basically. exactly. Very important. Other, other, uh, I guess things. I guess like. Um, I guess in the cosplay community, which uh, a lot of people don't really, it's like a love hate kind of thing. I do a lot of gender bending, and uh, that's where you take a uh, female character or male male character, and then you just swap it. So, like if I like, for example, I, I thought a, that was crawl, called crossplay. It's, no, it, well, th- there's no? two different things. So, yeah. so gender bending is like your own imaginative uh, version. So, for example, I did a Harley Quinn. Um, gender bending. Okay, so you're not playing her as a girl. You're doing a guy version right. of it. So, like, okay. I made, like, a nice gentleman's vest and, you know, um, like, a nice uh, just slacks and all that stuff. So if, if Harley Quinn were to dress up as a guy, what would it be like? So that's gender bending. Crossplay, okay. however, is if I were to actually go out in the full nice bra and panties kind of Harley <laughs> Quinn. And so that's uh, – but still, I'm a dude. So that's that's more the elements of uh, crossplay. Just, just you know, that entire time I'm just imagining you hanging out with Aang. Like, I'm a gender bender. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a really weird power to have, I know. 
How would you gender bend as one of the aliens from Star Trek who don't have a sexuality? Ooh. You don't. Oh, oh slam Vegas. <laughs> because there is no gender, so there you cannot bend something that is not existent. And usually That's the ones so that zen. have no gender are either balls of light or blobs of goo. Yeah, <laughs> there was one that Riker made out with. That doesn't mean anything. Guys, go live in the 90s like me. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. Yeah, I remember too. that episode because Jonathan Frakes actually was really angry they didn't cast a male for that part. He was like, if you're going to have the balls to make me kiss someone that's a generalist species, make the actor a human male, but they made an attractive female instead. Yeah. Well, that's classic Star Trek stuff. <laughs> classic Star Trek. Classic Star Trek. Oh, boy. You just lost your street cred. I'm not, there goes my street cred. You I'm lost, not, lost your space cred. I'm not a trekker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the one thing I know is that Trekkies hate that word. <laughs> I learned that from the Trekkie documentary, which is the only Star Trek I've ever watched. That's our word. <laughs> You can't take that from us. I'm sorry, guys. I'm you sorry. said the T word, boys. <laughs> I'll get out of here. I'm sorry. But before that, we got to talk about nameless comedy. Uh, please tell us a little bit about your your improv. Improv. Your improv. Your improvisational skills. Well, I don't know we, what this voice is. I'm really tired. We, we make stuff up. I mean, what else do you have to say? <laughs> That's the best description of improv I've ever heard. <laughs> we make stuff up. Now shut up. But every time I hear someone describe improv, it's so like artistic and heady, and they're all about it. We, we make stuff up is so much more true. Yeah, it's more <laughs> accurate than truth. we create an experience for the crowd where they imagine along with us as we create a w- new world that will never be that's, made again. Well, that's not the fact. We do have classes that we've taught before and are putting together about visualization and all that sort of stuff, but when people come to an improv show, they're not like sitting there imagining a new world. They're, they're there to laugh. Yeah, they're there to have not. fun and have a good time. They're not there to like change their perspective on the universe, man. That's just an added, added bonus. <laughs> Your improv audiences don't come in tuxedos and monocles like mine. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. You, do you we know th- provide those, though. Oh, good. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. There was a, a group in Philadelphia that did only like dramatic improv. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was wondering if you knew who they were, but yeah, they would just come in and it's like, all right, this just so you guys know. This is how they would start their show. This is not a comedy show. This is an experience. And then people would leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't want to experience a thing. Are you sure that wasn't just hilarious comedy in and of itself? That, that could have been. It could have been the funniest show this, ever, but everyone would just leave. comedy, this, seriously. We're not joking. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then a pie to the face. And then, yeah, then just pies and, and banana peels everywhere. The guy's like straight face as he gets a pie to the face, and he's like, don't laugh. It's don't laugh. This, this is my soul being crushed. It's not funny. That cake was my brother. No, I... <laughs> I soon... <laughs> I think it's, it comes to a point in any improv actor's career where they got into improv because they tried serious acting, and no matter what they did, people laughed. So they got into improv because at least then they have an excuse to laugh and your soul isn't crushed that is every true. time they do. There's also the people that get into improv because memorizing lines was too well, hard. that's too. I love that's that. It. It's like, I just couldn't memorize no. lines, but I still want people to look at me. Honestly, All right. honestly, it's because directors are way too anal-retentive 
And they'd want you to memorize the exact line, not like the meaning or like the generalization of the line. Oh, yeah. You did, the goes first. <laughs> Okay, see, wait, see as, as a playwright, yeah, that's why I write, wrote it that way. You will yeah, say it that you, way. <laughs> when, when you buy the rights to a play, I got producers got to step in and spank the actors. When, when you buy the rights to a wait, play, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm I was spanked as a me- metaphorically spanking the actors. Uh, when you when you buy the rights to a play, they make you sign something saying you you will not alter the dialogue in any way. So the, the directors that hurt your ego in the past, sorry about that, were contractually obli- obligated to to do that. Yeah. I've, I've done plays before, and I just get bored doing the same thing over and over yep. again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> What, what, what a great argument that is. Like I, I slaved over this manuscript trying to construct the greatest play possibly, possibly made. And now it is perfect, and I would love to see it performed perfectly. Yeah, but I'm bored. <laughs> so I'm going to add some swears. I hope you guys don't mind. The, exis- the argument realistically there is that the writer is writing an entire script and all the characters, whereas the actor has an entire time to judge one character and his, a- and his reaction. So the- actually the actor, I would argue, would know that one character and his or her mannerisms better than the writer necessarily would. We're getting way deeper in this podcast than I ever thought we would. As a writer, I kind of agree with Bronson. I've had... Uh, writers who insisted that what they had written meant one thing and you'd read it and go no, these words add up to this this seems to be this character's motivation even if they didn't want to believe it like the guy wrote The Crucible yeah, okay, no it's not allegory sure (laughs) Nathaniel Hawthorne nope (laughs) that would be Arthur Miller good try guys I, I have actually have a funny story about how a playwright can take his own interpretation of his work to the extreme. Okay. So we're sharing in the situation. Uh, uh, so when I was doing theater in New York, uh, when I was doing theater in New York, my... Uh, Guys, Connor did theater in New York. Uh, theater in New York City, by the way. Uh, Guys, by the way, I did theater in New York City. <laughs> uh, what I really mean by that was like backstage guy, so... Slightly not cool. I was a backstage guy. <laughs> um, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> so my, my director told me the story about uh, the first show he worked on in New York City. Um, they were going through rehearsals, and about two weeks before the show opened, the director said, you know, what I think would really convey what's going on in this play is uh, if everybody just wore big adult-sized diapers. And so the playwright <laughs> showed up to his uh, opening premiere of his wonderful play he slaved, slaved over and saw you know, all the actors wear diapers. And apparently he was so angry, he started ripping apart the set uh, during the show. Okay. So he took it to the extreme. I think that I, I'm confused on whose yeah. side we're supposed to be on yeah. in this story. <laughs> I was going to say, that kind of argues opposite what we're saying. Yeah. Like, because the argument that I'm hearing is that a playwright writes a play and then an actor goes, you don't understand. You may have written this character, but I am this character. And this yeah, understand yeah. it more. So I'm going to throw this over to Ryan then. As someone that then gender bends, well, how would you feel if the creator of these characters were like, by the way, that's supposed to be a chick. What are you doing? <laughs> um, I actually got a lot of positive uh, things because like you know I, as artists you guys like to you know explore like new things and like you you probably like if you had like a character like you know if you drew like you know Harley Quinn and stuff and you got sick of like you know doing the same Harley Quinn or like all right well what would I do now let's put Harley in a 
I don't know, cop suit now or something. So like, or a nurse, for example, or or nurse or whatever fantasy that any kind of comic. No, book that's canon. Has. That happened. Fine. That's why I brought it up. Sure. But, um, oh yeah, that's, yeah. The the short crop dress and everything from Arkham. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. But so um, what would get fifteen year olds to buy comic <laughs> books? <laughs> you got Hello Kitty, Harley Quinn, coming to Hot Topic near you. Oh my God, that is um, such a good idea. <laughs> but yeah, no, like it's it's. I've gotten like a lot of like positive things from uh, you know uh, writers and or uh, people like in the fan base and all that stuff. But then there's also people that are the uh, the neckbeards, I suppose, of the <laughs> of the community saying like are or the people that are like very I guess homophobic. Can I use that? Is that is that a bad word? God hates yeah. drag. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I would get confused as like you know a, a drag you know queen or something like that for you know uh, gender bending something. And it's like, how are you supposed to have boobs and stuff? And I'm like, they're right here. <laughs> God forbid I be creative about a thing. Yeah. They don't but, produce milk, but they're on me. <laughs> I have nipples. They count. Yeah. Ben Stiller taught me that. You milk anything with nipples. I think it does really matter about the the creator and the performer. Because what I'm saying is some creators are stupid and some performers are stupid. Yo, yeah, so people are dumb. Interpretations are valid. Is that what we're right. taking out of this? By the way, some people are dumb. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. that's what we're taking out of this. Whoever's smartest is I, right. I will, <laughs> I will say at this point I feel like I've learned nothing about nameless comedy, which okay. was the goal of the original question. All right, so I learned... let our producer handle that. <laughs> All right. We're comedians. Come on. We're just making jokes. Um, nameless comedy was founded in, in 2000 in, in Louisiana, and uh, it was an open-run show for two years. And then uh, the cast kind of went off and did different things uh, in New York City, L.A. Uh, some even were co-founders of the New Movement Theater in Austin, Texas and, and uh, New Orleans. And uh, sometime uh, three years ago, four years ago, uh, in five, five. five years ago. <laughs> Six years ago? I'm going to go with the Baker's Dozen. Um, uh, I I moved to Jamestown and uh, with the help of Brandon Bronson, rebuilt Nameless Comedy and a theater uh, in downtown Jamestown. And we set up a website, namelesscomedy.com, and we just goof around. I mean, it's we just, like Bronson said, make it up, and uh, sometimes it's fun. And sometimes it's really goofy, just for us. It's, it's just for you. You forgot Sammy. Yes. And Sam, yeah. We you know, we, we started this with their brother Sam and uh in uh, about 2 years into it he he got brain cancer and oh um went through some of the best medical treatment available and is been on a slow recovery and actually this convention he made his first, you know, kind of appearance back and it had been years since he had really, you know, been on his feet out in public. Oh wow! Yeah, we met him during the uh, the meet and greet earlier this weekend. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. Felt bad for the the what he had to go through. Yeah, that's rough. It's okay. He didn't really use the piece of brain they took out. Oh, thank God! Someone made a joke. <laughs> just, like, what do we do? What do we do? The brain stuff. He didn't really need that. <laughs> so, did you go? How did you come up with the name Nameless? By the way, um, it, we were all having a discussion. Uh, the original about, group, not yeah, not Bronson not and I. We are not affiliated with the original finding of name, na- Nameless. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, 
Asterix. You know, and I, I see other groups go through this. Like, they just have all this problem. Like, what do we call ourselves? The pill, the agenda, the armada. Oh, and, and also keep in mind, in improv groups, it is, like, pun central for, like, names. Like, they go through all the puns possible. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Improv groups have the worst names. Yes. Yeah. yes. Can't all be plus two comedy. Just yeah. saying. So, so eventually somebody just said nameless, and we accepted it temporarily until we came up with something better because we all hated it. Nice. And it just stuck. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so We hate our name. And what was the name of your, your company, Ryan? Uh, Ryan Cryptic. Uh, Why Cryptic? It seems cryptic. I know, right? Um, pretty much like growing up as a kid, uh, I played a lot of dark games, I guess. I was uh, I was born on the day before Halloween, so it kind of comes with the territory, I suppose. The nice. day before uh, Halloween? The day before. So Devil's Night, Beggar's Night, whatever Ooh. you want to call it. Um, well, well, we in Jersey, and apparently we're the only people that call it this, we call it Mischief Night. Mischief Night, yeah. I'm okay, good. Night. I'm glad I'm not crazy and other people know that. I call it All Saints Eve Eve. That's another good name I for it. October 30th. That's a good yeah, one. That's yeah, a real good I like one. That one. Let's go to the crowd. Ed, what do you guys call it? <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, since growing up, I mean, I played like a lot of like, you know, darker games and stuff, like, you know, the old like Dooms and Diablo 2s and uh, and all that stuff and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's, you know, pretty creep uh, creepy and cryptic atmosphere and stuff." And like I I've always liked the whole Dungeons and Dragons, like, you know, delving mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, and then making gamer tags and stuff for online, I would just always, hey, I'm just cryptic or whatever. So that kind of stuck with me. And then um, it's weird because I've never had an artistic background. So uh, like I've never been to like art classes and stuff. So it's weird how I got into cosplay. But long story short, my friends like were all re- really into it. And I've never been to a convention like ever in my life until two and a half years ago. Where oh, wow. I went to um, PAX East. So my very first one was, was, PAX, <laughs> was PAX East. Oh, my God. So, you know, I was broken in pretty well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. You know, my friends were like, hey, you should make a, make a whole, you know, Facebook page. Like, off of, like, the things that you make because you're actually pretty good for, for a newbie and stuff. I'm like, all right, sure. And then ever since then, it's like, yeah, here I am. <laughs> I, I hate little modifiers like that, though. You're actually pretty good for a newbie. You could have just said you're good. <laughs> you could have gotten rid of the word actually, like it was surprising. You could have gotten rid of all those qualifiers, and that would have just been a compliment. I, I think the modifiers are important. No. Nah, if I see a guy, like, if I see a middle schooler playing basketball, and he's really good, he's really good for a middle schooler. But I he's think he knows up. he's a middle schooler. No, I don't think you need no, to no, remind him. He, he's not going up against the, the center forward for the Cleveland Cavaliers or something like that. Yeah, I don't think he would be like, hey, you're really good, but if you played a professional <laughs> basketball player, you would get schooled. <laughs> you're going next. You're going in, kid. Get, get your shorts on. We're putting you in. I mean, look, <laughs> you're good, not professional good. Because that always reminds me of the, the meanest compliment I ever got, uh, and that's when I roasted the angry video game nerd. I'm, I'm name-dropping. And uh, someone came up to me and said, I thought you were the best roaster, even though no one roasted him very good. Like, All right. I could have just been the best, but no, he needed to be like, I didn't think you were good, but you were the least terrible. I was like, this is not a compliment anymore. It's not? I don't, I don't take any. Maybe it wasn't meant as one. Yeah, perhaps. He's just like, I'm going to go insult this guy in a confusing way. And he's going to talk about it on a podcast two years later because it haunts him. I'm going to listen to every podcast he does. (laughs) That'll show him. He just sits back and laughs every time I mention it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to post this on my blog now. <laughs> I want him to know that he was the least bad and that he should improve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was trying to inspire me. I don't me. want him to think that he was good enough to just keep going like that, yeah. but I don't want him to stop. Yeah. <laughs> However, everybody else, they probably should just stop. Everyone else should stop them. <laughs> So we like to nerd out on this show, and we're going to do an abridged version of this because we don't have a lot of time. And we do it with a segment called What You Watch and What You Read and What You Playing. It's where we talk about what we're watching and what we're reading and what we're playing. So, guys, what have you been watching, reading, or playing that you want to talk about? It could be anything that you're just nerdy and care about. What have you guys been into recently? The Witcher 2. Oh, you've or been playing three, the, three. the 3? I was about to say, it's weird that you're still playing the second one. I never played the first two. Oh, oh sorry. So are you lost? What? Are you lost? <laughs> Am I lost? I never... Hey, I'm poor. I'm Don't playing you... my roommate's copy of the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I- I've been in that situation many a times where, because uh, my roommate in college had Mass Effect, and I was just like, hey, we need to play Mass Effect. Don't play it when I'm not in the room. <laughs> and well, the- my roommate and I do the Grassley Den YouTube gaming channel. Yes, which I forgot to completely talk about, but continue. <laughs> so he has all these systems and all the sound equipment, and I do not. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So I kind of, there's no reason for me to get a lot of the things that he, he's going to have anyway. My other roommate, in fact, has duplicates of a lot of these things. Okay. So we don't need three PlayStation 4 sitting around the house. Yeah, probably not. So probably I have to play not. on his, but it's... It's a very well-written, engaging game with, I think, good gameplay, despite the hilarious glitches. There's that modifier. <laughs> <laughs> Is it glitchy? I didn't hear it was glitchy. Oh, it was horribly glitchy to begin with. Like like what? Like people flying around? or like <laughs> My just... favorite glitch was there was a pre-animated uh, finishing death move where you'd do a spin around and chop off a guy's head. Yeah. And then it, it would go in slow motion. But the second it came out of slow motion, the body would go flying the same direction as the head at the same speed. <laughs> like so it was you, trying to catch it? Like it was trying to catch up. No, I like, need that. It was like, Team Rock is blasting off again. <laughs> I've been considering picking that up. I might now just so I can... Is that glitch been fixed? That glitch has unfortunately been fixed. All right, then I don't want There's this still, game the, anymore. The, the glitches that are left are the, sort of the ones that are... The least fun and most annoying, you always have, oh, this sword has 15% chance to make your enemy catch on fire, and it never, ever goes off. Yeah. And you have a sword that's 1% chance to freeze, and it always <laughs> So, that's technically, weird. Vegas odds. Yes, yes, Vegas odds. <laughs> they, they were doing go, Vegas. Hollywood accounting kind of math. <laughs> you, have a 15, you, you have 15% of the profits made in this movie. <laughs> we didn't make any profits. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you... T- that's called, anyone who, who doesn't know, those are called monkey points in the business. You never work for percent of profit, you work for percent of gross. Oh. I was thinking of bananas. Okay. Well, I'm learning a lot in this podcast. Because <laughs> only monkeys work for percent of profit. No movie ever makes a profit. Okay, okay they only make gross. Okay. Because then they have to pay taxes. Oh, right? yeah, Kinda okay. Like that makes sense. <laughs> I did hear something recently that the reason video game movies get pa- uh, get made is just a way to scam the government. That was that was to scam the German government. To for a scam while. the German government because that, that's been closed. That's how Weebowl had a heat career yeah, at all. It was literally the plot of the producers, but it was just video game movies. <laughs> yep, yep. Did you see his breakdown on YouTube? Yes, and the thing is, <laughs> I love Uwe Boll. Do you guys know who this is? This is the guy that created like the Blood Rain movies and uh, In the Name of the King. In the Name of the King. Uh, what other guard? He made the he, Postal movie. The Postal, yeah, just the the worst, absolute worst 
use of property ha- ever. Has anyone ever seen the Postal movie? No, <laughs> no, not no. The Postman. Not the Postman. <laughs> this is a movie based off of the video game Postal, which is just a game where you are an angry postal worker that just murders and pees on things. That's the whole game. And it, this is a very accurate <laughs> portrayal of this game. Uh this movie is so bad that they offered uh, what's the little guy that said what you're talking about Willis what's his name Gary Coleman Gary Coleman they offered him a role and he turned it down he had better <laughs> things to do than this movie and what this game is just or this movie is just so wonderfully horrible like if you can make it through in one sitting you're a champ and they obviously just did not care because there's a great scene, great scene, air quotes, <laughs> where it's a gun battle and half the people don't have prop guns. They're just holding imaginary improv guns <laughs> <laughs> and hoping no one notices. And yet explosions come out. Yeah, of- yeah, there's still explosions <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh, my God. It's great riff track fodder. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> this movie was so bad that the premiere of this movie was in Newark, New Jersey. The biggest star that they could get to go to the premiere was New York from I Love New York. And she walked out offended. It offended New York from I Love New York. That's how bad this movie is. This movie is so bad that there were so much negative reviews for this movie that Uwe Boll boxed any reviewer that said that this movie was terrible and recorded it as a DVD extra. And it's just Uwe Boll beating the hell out of these critics. Like, legitimately boxing and beating the hell out of them. (laughs) It's worth the DVD just for that. Couldn't we have gotten just Mike Tyson to write a review at that point? (laughs) No. He loved it. It turns out he loved it. It's the movie I've ever seen. What else, guys? You guys watching anything good or reading anything good? Anybody? Uh, I just finished. Uh, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a ju- dungeon? Excellent. The, Excellent. You are the one. second person to, to bring this up, and if three people bring it up on the podcast, that means I have to watch it. Yeah. I'll bring Somebody it else bring it up because I really want to watch yeah, this you, one. You have to watch. You have, you have to, to watch, watch it. Because yeah. I was. It was described to me as the porn version. The porn version of Sword Art Online. Is that <laughs> accurate? No. There's no. That's not. There's more. Uh, what do they call that? Fan service. Fan service. Boobies. Sorry, there's more. Boobies. There's more fan service and booby squishing, if you would. Uh, and <laughs> I little, love a good booby squishing. A, a little bit of that harem BS that I'm not a big fan of, but the main character is actually like someone you want to root for. And interesting. So it's not like in other harem animes where you're like, I'm a normal Japanese high school kid. Now all these girls flock to me. Even though I have no redeeming values whatsoever. Oh no! I tripped and fell, and eight of them fell on top of me. Yeah, like, no, no. This this character is actually relatable. The other characters actually have good backstories. The action's fantastic. Uh, I'm just sad that the first season is over, and I have nothing left to watch. Yeah, that, that's on Crunchyroll, yeah. right? That's yeah. not on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, damn, I gotta get you Crunchyroll. You have to read. I have to read. Yes, <sighs> it is subtitled. See, that is super... Because there's never a time where I can sit down and watch television while not doing something else because I'm always so busy. So subtitles always kill me. And it's not because I hate reading. Uh, I do. But (laughs) I'll do it for the love of anime. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying at an anime convention that you only watch dubs? I only have time to watch dubs. Get out! I'm sorry, guys. Just go! (laughs) I, I will burn myself because I am working 
with a hot glue gun on cosplay just to watch Crunchyroll. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. Yeah, I, I, I believe have burns you. from this costume that I'm wearing. From you shouldn't on. wear it while you're putting hot glue on it. That's well, that's like to, rule one to get the because it's stretchy underneath. So you have to to get it right. That's that's love of the art. I was gonna say, that's commitment is what it's called. Well, I also had a piece of leather between me and the fabric, so I wasn't worried <laughs> myself say, that way. Ryan looks like he's about to correct you. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say like uh, that's actually a pretty viable situation if you don't have like a uh, like a mannequin, s- mannequin or something, right? So no if, you don't, have, if you don't have a mannequin, then uh, you have to either find something that can resemble like what your hand would be because I've done it plenty of times and like when I was making gauntlet work on my fingers and stuff and the countless pain of uh, hot glue and metal and <laughs> it's not fun yeah I- I'm pretty big and pretty built for a nerd and even more so for there's that modifier, there's modifier, right? <laughs> there's that modifier. and even more so for the fashion industry I cannot get forms or mannequins that fit me any way at all See, I hate hot glue. I had to make an ice climber's uh, outfit recently, and as a non-professional you had to, cosplayer, you were chained and no, bound and forced to make it. All right, I will tell you the full story. I got booked on a wrestling show, and I was the blue ice climber. <laughs> and we had to fight Solid Snake in a Smash Brothers match. I know the show you're talking about. <laughs> it was fantastic. You can see it's online if you want to see it. But I, I didn't, I'm not a really professional cosplayer, so my plan was I'm going to get a blue hoodie and I'm just going to super glue cotton balls to it and that's going to be done. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't wearing it at the time and I burned myself hundreds of times with a hot glue gun. And then I will say that I then put it on and everything stretched and everything looked horrible. So I'm not as committed to my art as you guys are. I do prefer contact cement or E6000 to a hot glue gun most of the time, but this costume has really taught me the value of high-temperature hot glue. It's actually fabulous on certain materials. <laughs> hot glue, fabulous. <laughs> high-temperature hot glue. The, the dollar store guns you're not going to get the good results with. Oh, so it was the super hot glue gun. Oh, yeah, you third-degree burn hot glue. It's like the super saiyan of hot glue. Yeah. Have you considered soldering things to your arm? <laughs> no. That might just be easier. Uh, yes, I have. I've done that. It's not fun. <laughs> I've done I it accidentally. I've worked in construction trade, and I've done electronics, and, yeah, you kind of end up doing that. Accidentally, several times. Hot glue doesn't even burn my hands anymore. It just it <laughs> just got even, no feeling in them at all. Completely callous. <laughs> How about reading, guys? You guys read anything good? Any good comics or uh, manga? So, um, do you read manga? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. you read it, but do you... yeah, what? <laughs> like it should have a different term, is what I'm saying. Because you read it and look at it, you don't just like. Because oh, of the pictures too. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> It's not like I get a comic book and draw all over the comic. It's like, now I'm just reading it. You mean this whole dang time, but manga is actually supposed to be a coloring book? <laughs> yeah, what? what the hell is this? Black and white, didn't yeah. you know? But where's all the numbers, like the ones and threes and fours? You've got yeah. to you use your imagination, man. No. <laughs> the book's supposed to do that for me. I got some homework, boys. <laughs> um, recently, I got, I, I got into uh, this anime. It's called No Game, No Life. And, uh, no game, no life. Oh, some it. fans, some yes. fans for this. Uh, and pretty much the whole premise is that, like, if you're a video game nerd, like, you're gonna love it. Okay. Um, so, uh, I got done with the first season, and uh, I after like I binged on it after like the third episode. I'm like, I'm like, this is my drug. Like, I'm <laughs> I, I'm addicted. I, I I can't stop watching it. And so, 
after I got done watching it. I can't they, wait they, to hear how this ruined your life. <laughs> it did ruin my life. I was in the back alley, like, you know, a couple times already, and uh, <laughs> I'm still Daddy waiting no for game, season no life. two. Um, but, yeah, they, they had a very good cliffhanger where uh, at the end of the season, it's like it more needs to happen, and uh, I just got to get more of it. So reading the manga and stuff is uh I'm, I'm still really excited for uh you know seeing if they want are going to come out with the season two which i'm hoping it's going to happen so there's that but for like watching things um danganronpa uh, Ranpa? yeah danganronpa. okay yeah it's really cool the whole uh murder mystery kind of uh feel of everything but it's it's really interesting because the blood is not red because they need to make it more people friendly or like kid friendly so they made the blood pink it's pink. hot, hot pink blood, right? I think that makes it even worse. Yeah, yeah, it's even better actually. It's it's like holy crap, like all this fluorescent blood or something. But they, I guess, they wanted to make it more like uh, appeal to like more of an audience because in in, uh, in Japan you have like the different grades of like uh, you know, the maturity levels and stuff for like you right. know, watching TV and stuff. And from going from red blood to fluorescent pl- uh, fluorescent pink, it actually mm. drops down the violence See, meter apparently but it's still all there like the that, that's interesting because i know that like that we have that in america where like there's a lot of times where we'll see a body get hit with something and it'll be green because green is will lower the ranking down if it was red but blood uh but there's something especially weird about pink i don't know what it is yeah. it's like you hit something else even more vital in you than blood i, I guess yeah because i guess the brain is just like red blood green gross pink cute <laughs> That's not how I want to oh, feel. Oh, he got his head removed. How cute! <laughs> I mean, there is a little teddy bear like that isn't like the anime who is killing everybody. So I mean, <laughs> adorably, how cute! <laughs> if if it's a different color, but it still you still die when you lose it. I don't think that should really affect the rating. <laughs> yeah. Now, have you guys noticed that more and more anime seems to be getting a second season? Because I've noticed that. The anime no that I love, the, the anime that I love is like a contained one season and then I'm done with it. Because there's nothing I hate more than binging something and be like, now wait. It's like, no, I've been, I've trained my body that I can get it instantly whenever I want. Yes, I'm not going to be prepared. This should be over. I can't handle this. So that's why I'm afraid to get into things like uh, Attack on Titan since I know that like war is coming, but it's not there yet. So I don't want to. Or uh, the devil is a part time or anything. That's bad. another one. That's another one that's on my list. Or how about uh, one a real old one, Full Metal Panic? Yeah, yeah, that's another good one. Or what was I think it was Evangelion that they didn't finish it. They just well, it, they don't need to finish it. That just is. That that's just, <laughs> that just is. That just is. There's no. You can't get worse. Okay, universe is destroyed. I'll accept this ending. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a nice, good, definitive ending. I'm, and I'm, dust. I'm good as long as I feel the thing is going somewhere. As long as there actually is stor- more story that I feel logically could or needs to be told, I'm okay with it. I still watch Naruto. Right. Because I still feel, okay, this is, this is not just being drawn out. Well, apart from the filler episodes, obviously. It's not just being drawn out. This story is going in a, in a logical arc. Whereas I stopped watching Bleach. See, when Naruto Kai comes out, that's when I'll get into it. And they cut out all that filler crap. Well, I, if, if, I've got a rule now. I don't watch it if it gets over 500 episodes. That's a really good rule. Because I, I, I have a life. I have to live it at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. And if I start something and I'm on episode one and there's 500 episodes and I'm going to be binge watching for the next, I don't know, year and a half, that might be a problem. Yeah, the, the last time, because a lot of... 
the the biggest complaint that I got doing stand up was we didn't have enough jokes about Hitalia. So, I still have not watched I can't it. Bring myself to watch it. Oh, you shouldn't, because uh, I, I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down and watch some Hitalia now, and it is the, there's like a hundred episodes or two hundred episodes, but they're only five minutes each. So I was like, okay, I can get through this pretty quickly. Uh-oh. And the amazing thing about it being five minutes each, after twenty minutes, Netflix is like, are you still watching this? <laughs> And I was like, Netflix is starting to show distaste in this. I should probably get out of here. Because the episodes are five minutes long, and there's a one-minute intro and one-minute outro. So there's only three minutes, and it still infuriates me. (laughs) Do you guys watch Italia? (laughs) Now that I've screamed about how terrible it is, who will admit that they're fans of it? I'm going to upset some other people and say the same thing when it comes to Black Butler. I couldn't get past the first couple episodes because I can't. I want to reach into the screen and, and kill slap. CL. I want to, <laughs> just, no, I want, I want to like, murder CL. I want him this, to lose. I want him to die. I, I can't feel for him. Just he needs to go away. He's too much too much whining. Just go away. See, just, I, I can more approve of Black Butler because I think the costumes are better. And that's <laughs> enough for a fan base. Because the thing about Hitalia is... Super fans of Italia don't watch the show. They just take the images and then run online and do their own thing with it, and which is fine. But the costumes in it aren't that great. Like it's not like oh, that's, if you do an amazing Italia uh, cosplay, it's still just going to be mediocre because so, there's so, not enough so elements now we're going to into it. Into the fashion of the anime world. Yes, yes, I am. That's <laughs> one of the reasons I really like Naruto. I really, I, I found a character whose character design and whole being. I resonated with me, and that was Jiraiya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a self-hating, feels like he's a loser, but is actually a pretty powerful writer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who never gets what he wants in life except for an awesome death. That makes sense. Spoilers, spoilers everybody. Spoilers, spoilers, by that the way. Really, sorry. That really resonates. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but also, like, the awesome hair. The, I'm sorry, the green out with the amazing spike hair. I just want that in real life. Because if I'm wrong, don't murder me. But uh, Black Buster, Butler is where Grell comes. Yeah, I'm, I can't. Black Buster. I'm already out. Awesome. Say it, goodbye, buddy. Mega Grell Man is, gets drawn into hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got the Black Buster cannon. But Grell is from that, correct? Grell is amazing, yes. Grell is a character. I, yeah, I feel like was created so people would cosplay because it's a great character in a great costume. You compare that to, like, America. I'm. <laughs> If you look at me, I'm already halfway doing an America cosplay with my face. <laughs> my my same friend who does an amazing Grell is does an amazing America. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> She's really good at. Well, ask her which one took more time. <laughs> it was definitely Grell. See, it was definitely Grell. Point proven. I don't know why I got so passionate about that point. <laughs> so we end all of our podcasts with a game. I don't know how we're going to do this because there's so many people up here. But who actually brought a prize? I bought a prize. All right, so I guess, Connor, that means you are playing. Connor, what did you bring as your prize? An industrial thread spool for making mattresses. Why? Well, um... I used to work in a mattress factory, and they used to throw them out when they were done. And I'm obsessed with collecting uh, things that you can make strange things out of, and I saw an opportunity to make a bunch of maracas. You cut the half... Uh, you cut this off, uh, the top of the, the spool off, and glue it on to the other spool, and then fill it with stuff and seal the stuff. bottom. And yeah, I know, we're crazy. <laughs> this is, this is 
I don't <laughs> think that that's cheaper than buying a maraca. It is not. <laughs> no, but we did we did a we did a skit where we used this as as many props as possible. Like it was a wine glass. It was, of course, a hat. We put a candle in it. It was a, a, a night vision a hat. We made a pretty good game out of kicking them. Yeah, yeah there's a game where you kick like, these and spin them in different ways, and you get points. And we even did an interpretive experimental ballet uh, with these as the costumes. As the costumes. There's not a lot of material here, folks. Only costumes. Did you use it as a tiny traffic cone? Yes, yes, that was one of them. Did you you use it as a large stick of fruit stripe gum? (laughs) I don't think think that one came up, I can honestly say that. Yeah, I don't think that one. Yeah, plus you comedy coming up with new stuff. (laughs) See, if you want to, like, take a whole bunch of shots at once, it's a... Yeah, that, that was my thought oh, immediately. That was the very first thing I thought. drinking funnel. That's what that is. is. Yeah. It's got lubricant on the outside and inside, so I don't think you actually oh, put it I think it's that. mineral. Wait, then it's even better. We'll have it's to wash good. it out. Did you use the thread to make a mattress? <laughs> that's I one. actually did, because like I said, I worked at a mattress factory. <laughs> so that's where they came from. That's on the side of the mattress. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, indeed. I'm glad uh, so I don't work there anymore. We are going to put up as a prize. This is uh, Batman, A Death in the Family. That's this, a much better prize. Yeah, this is a comic book. This is where Robin dies. Uh, I know it's a spoiler, yes! oh, but it's on yeah! the cover. So <laughs> there it is. Not, not the good Robin. Holy spoilers, Batman. Noah, could you use that comic book as a hat? Yeah, cover. I bet you could if you really wanted to. He's, he's dead on the cover. It's not so, yeah, but they're dead on the cover all the time. To play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member to come up here and play. But they have to put up a prize for us to win because we put up these amazing prizes. Who has something that they're willing to risk? It could be anything to it come can, up and play a game with us. What do you guys have? I see people digging. It can be garbage. It can what be garbage. Garbage is a popular choice. I see choice. plushies. I want plushies. <laughs> we also take cash. If anybody has cash. Somebody's got to have Pocky out there. I mean, come on. It's an anime convention. <laughs> a Jolly That's Rancher it. rapper. Yes. Could anyone Perfect. beat the Jolly Rancher rapper? That is like... No? Absolutely. And a card to Erika. She's Just sweetening the, the deal. <laughs> I get it. Sweetening the deal, Jolly Rancher. Yes, yeah, thank uh, you. Puns. Jokes. This is why I'm the best roaster. That's not the best roaster. <laughs> oh, because they're made of sugar. You did, you did so well for someone who's sitting in front of a microphone yeah, wearing a Jurassic Park shirt. Thank you. This is good fashion right here. All right, I think Jolly Rancher rapper wins, so why don't you come up here? I'm going to have to kick the rest of you guys out so Connor had some room here to breathe. Come on up here. Be careful of cables. They're everywhere. Yeah, sit and, sit and uh, take that fourth microphone. Yes. Can't wait. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm Liz, and I'm a squid kid. Hi, Liz. You're a squid and a kid? Yeah. Excellent. Give it up for Liz for coming up here, guys. So really quick, we're going to play a game called Google Feud. Basically, if you go to googlefeud.com, they will give you part of a Google search. You need to give me what Google suggests as the end of this Google search. (laughs) <laughs> the more popular of an answer you give, the more points you'll get, okay? So here's your first one. Hopefully we'll have time to do a full round of this. We probably don't. So Liz, is it fun to be a... Superhero. Superhero. Let's try superhero. That's a good answer. Hero. I'm sorry that is not on the list. Dang it. 
Connor, how would you end this? Cop. Is it fun to be a cop? Yes. That is the number 10 answer. <laughs> That's good for a thousand points. <laughs> Vegas, lots of, lots of good answers still up there. Uh, I would think people search for, is it fun to be a teacher? Teacher. <laughs> Let me answer that. No. <laughs> that is the number one answer. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 number 10 was cop And then it goes lawyer, girl <laughs> Surgeon, pilot, barista Chef, flight attendant, nurse And then teacher Very good So Vegas is ahead with 10,000 points And then Connor with one You can be anything when you grow up A nurse, a teacher, a girl <laughs> All right, Connor, we'll start with you. My best friend is a... Uh, wow. My best friend is a transvestite. <laughs> transvestite. Not on there. I may have spelled it wrong, though, so we'll find out later. My best friend is a... Vegas? Uh, alcoholic. Alcoholic. But they, it wouldn't be A, it would be Ann. Hmm. Ooh, oh yeah, grammar mistakes. <laughs> it's not on there. Uh, My best friend is A. Lesbian. Lesbian. Oh. <laughs> not on there. Not? What? Are you sure you're about these Guys, get ready to be confused. Dog? What? Bag? <laughs> Sadder than dog. Married man? Salamander, <laughs> robot, monkey, marine, guy, girl, and the number one answer, of course, frag grenade. Yes, frag grenade. Your friends have issues. All right, final round, Vegas. Gary? Oak. Oak. Not on there. Gary. Mod. Mod? Mm. Uh-huh. Gary Mod. Not on there. It's because of the S, isn't it? <laughs> All right, you could, you, Connor, you could tie it up right now if you can give me the number one answer to this. Gary Oldman? Oldman. <laughs> that is only the number five answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's see what the rest of these answers were. Uh, Gary Indiana? Oh, it's a town. Gary Owen, Gary Clark Jr., Gary Webb, Gary Busey. Heard that in the crowd. <laughs> Gary Oldman, Gary Coleman. Hey, we mentioned him. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Sinise, Gary Smith Honda, and Gary Smith Ford. Wow, they're doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. But uh, with uh, uh, with ten thousand points, that means Vegas is our winner. Give it up for Vegas. Vegas. That here. means we get to steal that lovely mattress making and that Jolly Rancher wrapper. Take that. That's ours. All right. That's <laughs> the prize on the next episode. Give it up for Liz for coming out here. Give it up. Thank you so much for playing. All right, guys. We're running out of time, so we need plugs really quick. What do you guys got coming up? Uh, we were doing a show in Jamestown at Lucy Fest on August 1st. Uh, we're continually doing work, Brandon especially, with Grasley Dunn. 
on YouTube, and we're always posting many a video on NamelessComedy.com. Nameless Comedy. Any Twitters? You got the tweets? All like, Connor's got like seven of them. Yeah, Nameless Comedy on Twitter, uh, Radio Nameless on Twitter, on face, uh, Facebook, Nameless Comedy, Nameless Comedy, Nameless Comedy. Excellent. Ryan? I'm um, going to be trying to get to um, PAX Prime in Seattle uh, in a couple months. So so, uh, try, so not so not booked, just hoping? Yeah, it's it's like, it's like kind of Go like, fund me. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I would never do that, but uh, I'm trying to make a cosplay for like one of the games coming up for Battleborn from uh, 2K Games and cool. uh, Gearbox, so it's the... Uh, Obviously, they've done a lot of the um, they've they've done the Battleborn game. So like now they're or sorry the uh, well Borderlands game. Yes. And, uh, now they're moving on to this. So uh, I'm doing some cosplay for that. So hoping uh, I can make it out there in time. Um, other than that, though, you can always follow me on like Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, of course, at Ryan Cryptic. Um, so you can always see me doing some pretty goofy things there. I play a lot of video games on Twitch as well. Oh, nice. Uh, doing a lot of like uh, extra life. Um, oh, you do Extra Life Day? Yeah, yeah I do a lot of Oh, uh, I love Extra Life I, I did Day. a 24-hour stream, and what a grueling task that is. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we did that, too. It was miserable. Yeah, we, we allowed people to buy sabotages for us mm-hmm. while we were playing, and for some reason we thought a dollar to get shot with a Nerf gun would be no big deal, and $5 to do a shot of hot sauce would be no big deal. And we raised too much money, because that was a painful, painful 24 hours. One so we'll, too many, like, no big deals later. Yeah, yeah I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have bought the dollar store hot sauce. <laughs> So what's your Twitch name? Uh, my Twitter is at uh, Ryan underscore cryptic, and then everything else is just uh, Ryan cryptic, one word, all lowercase. Gotcha, gotcha. Guys, uh, be sure to check us out. We, uh, we can, If you guys want to listen to this again, it's plus2comedy.podbean.com. You can also check us out on plus2comedy.wordpress.com because plus2comedy.com is broken. So be sure to check out our WordPress site. Also, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us five stars there. Give us five stars on Stitcher. You can also vote for us on podcastland.com. Make us the podcast of the month. And as always, we would like to thank Ben Affleck for making this show possible and keeping the streets of Gotham City safe. He'll always be Daredevil to me. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Yeah.